Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I'm an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host is my friend Sean. Hello. And today we are discussing chapter 39 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. Nothing happens. Fanny's in Portsmouth. She's there for a week. She's miserable. William leaves. Sam leaves. She's miserable. <laughs> and if only Sir Thomas knew, he'd be so gratified. He would. It's hilarious that his plan would have worked. Almost. It might have done if... Again, it boils down to the fact she still knows Henry Crawford. But certainly could imagine the temptation get, otherwise would have been quite... Uh, yeah, get me the hell out of here. Yes, please. She suppresses the many drawbacks in her letter to her aunt because she is feeling a bit better and she doesn't want to trouble them because it's fanning. But she really feels William's leaving. It says twice William was gone. And the home that William has left her in is the very reverse of what she could have wished. It talks at some length about her parents. She could not respect them as she had hoped. Her father swore and he drank. He was dirty and gross. Her mother, as we talked about in the last episode, she refers to as a slattern. She had neither leisure nor affection to bestow on Fanny. Her daughters never had been much to her. Go for patriarchy. She lives her life in a slow bustle. She's kind of like Mrs. Norris and Lady Bertram in one person, except that... She's more like Lady Bertram. She would love to be like Lady Bertram. Let's be frank. That would have suited her down to the ground. But she can't because she has God knows how many children in her house to look after. Nine, it says. Nine children. Mrs. Norris would have been a more respectable mother of nine children on a small income. But we were talking about whether they would have had a better upbringing. It's hard to say because Mrs. Price obviously only seems to give affection to her sons and to Betsy, the youngest girl. She doesn't care about the girls. But she's not mean. She's just neglectful. Whereas Mrs. Norris potentially could be quite mean. And if she'd played favourites with the children, would have been quite miserable. But in the sense they would have been her children, they could have inherited or learned some of her bad judgmental behaviours. They but, could have been bullies, but they would have had clean clothes and they would have been educated, better behaviours. And more money, because she would have managed the money better. Mrs Price wants to manage the money, but can't apply herself. She hasn't got the aptitude. So they could gain with Mrs. Price in some level of affection, presumably. But with Mrs. Norris, they'd gain in almost everything else. What's more important to a child's upbringing? Well, William turned out fine. Mrs. Norris would have raised potentially quite nasty people. These children, Capable people. They, would, they have. would have been capable, but probably nasty. But with Mrs. Price, the children are left to try and figure themselves out. There's no guidance. No, and it seems more by luck. Boys are off to school, so they've got additional influence. Fanny is very anxious to be useful because she's Fanny. That's just Fanny. It's just Fanny. And she sets about to help Sam get ready to go off to the Navy. She had great pleasure in feeling her usefulness, but could not conceive how they would have managed without her he still leaves with only half of his kit prepared. So he's going off on the seas with like one shirt instead of the three he was supposed to have. Hilarious, but also not okay. 
they knew that this was happening and they still couldn't organise themselves into doing it. But it did help the relationship between Sam and Fanny. Yeah, she misses him. She realises that of the younger boys, he was probably the best because the other two were that much younger and just rowdy. They're just very rough around the edges and close to each other. So they're just constantly egging each other on and noise. I mean, young boys are bad at the best of times, but in a little house up and down. There's also lots of arguing going on in the household. Susan's trying to make things better, but she's not doing it quite the right way. But we have more about Susan in the next chapter. Fanny's supposed to not be thinking about Edmund and Mansfield, but they're bringing them clearer and clearer into her head. She could think of nothing but Mansfield, its beloved inmates, its happy ways. I love the description of beloved inmates, though. A bit of a madhouse, is it? Is that normally how one describes? I would have thought residents would have been a bit more... Do you think that the use of the word inmate is intentional? Did it have the sort of prison vibes in those days that it does now? Probably not. Because you could argue, if it did, that Jane Austen is again bringing a parallel to slavery, which people love to talk about in relation to Mansfield Park. I don't see the connection there in that particular statement. I think it's just a changed use of English over time. That's an assumption. So everything at Portsmouth was in full contrast to the peace and tranquility of Mansfield. She can't go anywhere as well. She can't get away from it. She can't walk in the woods or in the gardens because there are none. We have no indication that there's any outdoor area for the house. Well, it seems very close to the docks and there's no way she's going to be able to walk around the docklands. Not without a servant and there's not going to be a servant that is available. And would she even feel safe going with one of those servants? No. They don't seem very respectable. She can't even respect her own parents. How can she respect their servants? To a temper delicate and nervous like Fanny's, it's very painful. In comparison to the little irritations at Mansfield, which were trifling, they were a drop of water to the ocean. <laughs> She's even remembering Mrs Norris favourably. Her father teases her, makes jokes of her when he has an interaction. Because she's an easy target, I imagine, because she's quiet and shy and she will have a good reaction. In comparison. The rest of them are used to his behaviours and mannerisms, but they still shock her and make her uncomfortable, and he thinks that's funny. Mansfield Park might have some pains. Portsmouth could have no pleasures. That's very tough to say. Especially considering how optimistic she was before she went. Mm. I'm going to see my mother and we're going to form a friendship, which we didn't get to have when I was a child. I'll be with my equals. I'll be able to forget Edmund. But no. No. Everything is turned on its head. It's quite a short chapter, that one, I think, in comparison. Comparatively. The last one was ten pages. This one's only four. It's a really short chapter. Also, nothing happens. No. We run through Fanny's time in Portsmouth quite quickly. She's there for like three or four months. But because it's the same sort of things, it just runs through, even though it is quite painful to her. But we don't have to sit with her through it, thankfully. That is our summary of Chapter 39 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. 
I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!